There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Hey, what's up? Hey. Did you enjoy that episode of The Curse of Oak Island? Of course I did. Yeah. Like, that's a thing I do. It was pretty awesome. I loved the field trip and we're going to get into it. Oh man, so much. So much stuff I can't pronounce. Yeah, uh, I was like, so I'm just gonna screenshot that <laughs> and that. Well, and but that. You still, this is a this is mostly like most of our audience is audio only, so you got to take them to account. You got to try. And yeah, but you don't have to try. Is that what you're saying? No, you have to try. Oh, okay. All right, I'll have a better time trying, I think, than you will. Sure. So, hello, everybody. Welcome to our guests in the chat. Everybody is uh, ready for us to start recapping. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, pretty cool episode. It was so good to see our buddy Corian over in uh, Portugal leading the charge. Oh, yeah. He killed it. Oh, yeah. It was really, really great. All right. So, um, sorry. I'm uh, just doing this. We, well, we are going to be talking about it a little bit out of order this time. Last time we went chronologically and it went okay. Yeah. Today? This felt, feels like we need to do it like in sections, like where Portugal's a section. Mm-hmm. And the islands a section. Sure. Right? I mean. Then that is what we will do. Um, you know what's funny? As soon as uh, we sat down, right before Deidre pressed the go live button, her microphone decided to pop out of its. Uh, like The it, whole stand just fell apart. Yeah. And it's like, oh, should we put this off? No, we cannot put it off. We have to do the podcast. Well, so she fixed it. I just, I blame it on the island. That's the curse. Technical issues are the curse. Classic Oak Island. All right. So are we ready to start pulling up some images? Yes. All right. Let's go ahead and do this one here. Boom. Just like that. Like that. Or do you want the uh, full screen? I thought we were. There you go. Okay. All right. So uh, we just got this fun stock image of uh, the curse of Oak Island, but we are going to start jumping in to, uh, we're going to cover the island part first. Yeah. So we're going to oak it. And then port it. So this is season nine, episode 23, follow the cobblestone road. Yes. Sweet. So let's see here. We, well, we see the money pit a few times. Do we? Yeah. Let me click there. Go ahead. Should work. Yeah. I there you go. There we do see the money pit a couple of times, but it is the place where the least amount of uh, footage was shot for this episode. <laughs> just, you know, and they may just be, <laughs> Oh, man. Anyways, they're just like, hey, we're still uh, digging. It's still all hands on deck over in the money pit. Well, they still have to get to the depth that they need to, right? So they're putting down a can in mid-November, the last one of the season. And even opening, Plotworthy says it's only three weeks until the before it's too cold, they can't do anymore. And I'm thinking mid-November, so they decide to they got the equipment there might as well put down one more can i mean if they can they're like well we're here yeah so who did we have like uh, we we briefly saw like billy mm-hmm. over there um we saw terry terry and um, marty yeah like every everybody but rick 
Doug, Doug, Peter, and Alex, Alex I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, they still had all hands on deck. They were still doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And you want to go to the next Oh, one? sorry. You got you to gotta flick through these. Uh, but, however, um, there was a couple of little side adventures on the island where we had Marty go out with uh, Gary Drayton to do some uh, metal detecting over on Lot 8. Mm-hmm. So they've got a couple spots that they're going to hit. And Lot 8 is the one where they had that large magnetometer. Hit, yeah, yeah, right. It's kind of been an exciting lot lately. Yeah, I, I think isn't it Gary that keeps saying, "You never know, we might find a hatch." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what he wants. Well, Marty and Gary go out, and the first thing they find, an inch. They think. Yeah. Right. I was like, "What is that? It's like a perfect triangle, almost." It's an equilateral triangle. Oh no, not that's not equilateral. Uh, Isosceles triangle. Yes. Yes. All right. So um, we have, yeah, they found this piece of metal mm-hmm. and it, um, you know, they, they bagged it and tagged it. They're excited because it seems like it could be a hinge, right? And yeah. I mean, but they didn't have any idea what it could have been used for. Like they were just, you know, and eh, well, we'll for it, hingy things. We'll show it to Carmen Lake later. Exactly. <laughs> Is what I think they're thinking, you know? Yeah. So then they move on to their next target and Gary is like overcome oh my gosh gary's about to jump out of his skin yeah i thought it was actually gonna happen it's like are you kidding me (laughs) well i thought he was gonna do his gold dance Mm because in the preview up to this point it said uh because we saw it said terry or terry gary said um it's a trophy find yes and so it's it was a pretty big deal yeah so i'm thinking like is it a brooch is it what well, what it ended up being, like, uh, Gary was like, it's a musket. It's a musket. Like, he was, like, jumping. Yeah. He was so excited. He, so excited. He just can't hide it. I know. He's, like, he's just looking up. He's basically looking at God right there and saying, thank you. <laughs> thank thank you. you for allowing me to find this today. And I think Marty was equally, like, excited based off of gary because he's wanted to be out there for one of like the really good finds like rick has always been his lucky digger yeah and mars like i want to find something cool i sent big brother off the island Mm -hmm. he even says like these you know it's a a brotherly thing i want to like he wants to one up i'm competitive here so that's what you do when you're especially when you're kids you want to one up your your big brother, especially the big brother. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's, uh, it was a beautiful moment. Hey, you know what? In the mm-hmm. chat, Dana says mm-hmm. that uh, he was tiggerific. Yeah, he, he was tiggerific. And you, you know, people listening on the podcast just aren't going to know what that means because we had a really raucous uh, uh, Oak Island pregame <laughs> earlier. Yeah, on we did before uh, we before the episode aired. Mm-hmm. And if you go to facebook.com slash Oak Island podcast, you could join us there at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be like 8 p.m. Eastern. One hour before the Curse of Oak Island airs, we were like assigning uh, uh, <laughs> a Winnie the Pooh characters to each of the members of the Fellowship of it, the Big. It was off the wall. That was just one of the things we we're doing. Scott Barlow was in our chat hanging yeah, out. Yeah, he was. Apparently, uh, he's rabbit. Tony Sampson was in our chat hanging out. So, you guys, you might want to come and chat with us and hang out with all the cool people. Because <laughs> um, DJ's really wrangling for some interviews inside our pregames to uh, round true. out the finale of the uh, season. Yep. So, 
I'm just saying, uh, be on the lookout and, and come and hang out with us. All right. Anyways, back to this awesome find. Uh, we have a couple shots, you know, where it's like caked in mud. Yeah. And the first thing that needs to happen is we need to go see Laird. But yeah. he's not in the archaeology wait, trailer. Wait, 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 wait. Right before that. Oh, okay. Because, like, Rick um, was still kind of identifying the, the object, okay. the artifact. And he said that it was an action piece of a flintlock. Oh, that's right. He said, like, Marty was like, so the re- some of it would be made out of wood, right? And he's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it you know the that would have decayed right. basically, but the metals was left over, and so the barrel might be around here somewhere too to find. Oh yeah, and his eyes like yeah light up, and oh, yeah. it Marty kind of has a moment when he says, "Oh, it's it's a flintlock." Like yeah. it, it kind of you saw it where it went tick tick tick. Oh oh, this is really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, do you remember what uh, Gary called him and uh, himself and Marty? after the oh, comment oh man i don't remember but it was funny because i laughed at the two musketeers oh that's right the two musketeers <laughs> very punny gary they're the oak island musketeers mm-hmm. yeah anyway so then i got saying they head over to the interpretive center yep. laird's in there um with the ct scanning machine yep. and he he knows something's up because gary's got that look on his face well gary came in just bouncing like tigger so you know he was that excited right and And Laird's like all right what you got and they put in Laird's hand he's like oh this is pretty cool it actually looks like a piece of puzzle that's like (laughs) all like it got kicked underneath the couch and got all crusty and gross and it almost looks like that thing that uh Claire had posted on Facebook uh, uh, last that week. That was their children's <laughs> art. <laughs> it was it, a caterpillar. Was it, was it her children's art, though? Yes. Okay. I don't think it was hers. It, it, even if it wasn't, I don't care. It is now. <laughs> the caterpillar. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it didn't it's look like that. Anyway. Whole caterpillar. Yeah, yeah. Um, anywho, yeah, this uh, piece of metal was kind of, you know, just handed over to Laird. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? Let's scan it. Yeah, so he puts it up on this like a couple pieces of foam or whatever in the CT scanner. I've been really excited to really see what the scanner can do because we knew they'd be able to get past corrosion and see what you know is underneath it. Yeah, see what the thing's capable of. And then they shot it with lasers. And then they shot it with lasers because that's how we roll around here. Yeah. Well, I think on the next slide um, we have like a little. Oh, maybe not that one. It's maybe the next one. Well, but you see the three D model in this particular image mm-hmm. and um clotworthy is explaining that you can also see the makeup of the elements mm-hmm. within it which is why it kind of looks like camouflage those are the different elements i would guess yeah hey we have a, a viewer over on twitch that um is like what are you guys even talking about we are a podcast for the curse of oak island uh, we are a recap show it's the biggest treasure hunt of all time and uh, we recommend if you don't know what it is check it out all right go for it yeah so you see the little uh, radioactive symbol in the bottom corner of the screen yeah you do yeah so this thing's radioactive baby mm-hmm. you think they had to wear like lead vests or anything when they're scanning it no because that's probably why it's in the box probably i mean laird's over there he was actually him and gary and mario were really excited to use this thing you could tell right and we of course see they've got it up on the big screen because the interpretive center is currently a workstation yeah yep do you think this do you think that's part of the reason why they're not having tours well they have to weigh the 
benefits and not right so because they did announce that they're not having any tours at all this year it's just not quite i get why they don't because you don't really have any reassurance that you don't have to cancel the tours should something happen we got canceled on didn't we i know yeah 2020 we bought our tickets in uh what february 2020 and then then what happened pandemic everything got canceled mm-hmm. sad yeah we were going we were but now we're not well <sighs> yeah anywho moving on uh it was really cool to see the images of this flintlock right and they didn't even have to clean the thing up yeah and then they go and show them like you can see it in layers and the deeper they get, you can see like which different uh like the bolts and such are in it. Yep. And what how many does Marty count? He's I think he says twelve. He's like that many things hold it together. And it's like about twelve or thirteen, yeah. Yeah, and then Laird is telling him that like this is what's gonna help you identify the actual like maker who it's from to see the inside mechanisms and how it was put together, which I thought was really fascinating. Yeah. Hey, quick, quick aside. Hmm. Look at these um, image on the screen with, uh, you know, look from left to right. Does that look like the snout and horns of a dragon? What is wrong with you? It looks like a freaking dragon. That's what it looks like. All right, carry on. Don't I you mean, see a it dragon? looks closer to a banana. <laughs> <laughs> than a dragon. No, it looks like a dragon. I see eyes, nose, horns. You've lost it. I don't think we can do these late night recaps anymore. Um, I am taking them away from you. If you see dragons and I see bananas, then yes. you're bananas. No, you're bananas. You're, you're ones, seeing dragons. You're seeing bananas. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're seeing dragon. At least bananas are real. Okay. Dragons are real too. Have See, you seen a Komodo dragon? Yeah, that's right. All right, next slide. I'm gonna throw a banana at you. Nah. Oh, here's another closer look up of it. So cool. Yeah, it's very cool. All right, so then we're off to the Oak Island Research Center because we need um, a very special someone mm -hmm. to take a look at that inge. The possible, inge. The possible inge. And when we say inge, we're talking about a hinge. Yes. We'll just talk. We're doing Gary speak. Mm -hmm. And so it's Craig and Marty yeah. uh, have called in reinforcements, a.k.a. Carmen Leg, And they've yeah. got a small pile of things to show them, it looks like. But we only hear them talk about one. Yep. Right? Yep. And Carmen's like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> what do you think it was? So he thought it was an inch, but <laughs> it was a, a spade hinge. So basically the end, the tip looks like a spade. Like he explains uh, what the end, like a card with a spade on it looks like. Mm. And it's like a decorative piece. And this is a fancy hinge, but also a very heavy and well-made one. Yeah. So it would be to hold something sturdy, as my grandmother would say. Sturdy, huh? Sturdy. Yeah, he, they... It, Carmen was describing it as, you know, something that would have probably held something that had some sort of value, like fine china. Value 
weight. Yeah, and to keep it safe. Uh-huh. It would be like part of a kind of a did, did it seem like it was like a strong box? Strong box? Yeah. Yeah. Our cat is saying hi to everybody. I am so sorry. Especially to our poor audio listeners. You know what? Deidre was supposed to put the cat out before it started. Oh, was I? <laughs> well, it should have been like a duh. Just kidding. Anyways, it's a spade hinge. <laughs> Bye, Simon. Simon's getting evicted. All right. Um, anywho. Hi. Uh, I'm still here. Deidre went to go remove the kitty because that's just not good podcasting. But maybe it is. Maybe people enjoy Simon. Um, yeah, so Carmen um, was impressed by this hinge. Are you impressed by this hinge? I am impressed by it. Uh, I like how he throws in there at the end, like, you know, or treasure. <laughs> Carmen always likes to tease him. Yeah. Uh, he said that this kind of, this piece, um, how old was it? Let me see. It could have dated back to the early 1400s, all mm-hmm. the way up into about 1690. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's old. And that's still even 1690s over a hundred years before the discovery of the money pit. Mm-hmm. So definitely something, uh, Carmen said that you'll see a lot of Spanish hinges like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but Marty's like, well, what about the Portuguese? Well, yeah. You know, and he's like, oh, yeah, why, why not? Like it, it, it's on brand for them. Yeah. Um, well, something we missed with the uh, flintlock. What's well, so funny? I just Barb's comment in the chat. That cat is so amusing. Mm. Well, if you want to talk about the chat, I saw a moment ago, Trisha said that she saw, um, she didn't see a dragon, but she saw a bull. And I could see a bull too. Oh, a I bull, not a bull. No, a bull. Guys, it's a banana. No. Um, yeah. Any, Bananas in pajamas. Anyway, the flintlock pistol, we didn't, something we didn't mention about it. Mm-hmm. Um, let me go back to my notes. Uh, Gary says that he used that kind of thing, or that was in use from the 1500s all through the middle 1800s. Mm-hmm. Um, Laird did say that it did not look English. Yeah, that is and like, uh, yeah, that's definitely not. He said it looked more French, mm-hmm. but then Gary asked, just like uh, Marty yep. asked, well, how about Portuguese? And Laird said, yes. So it and was more. He felt pretty good about it. When it comes from Laird, that's saying something. Yeah. And, uh, but at the same time, are they trying to shoehorn in a lot of, uh, Portugal stuff? Well, okay. Marty's out digging and he really wants to find something while big brother's gone. He's thinking to himself, you know, we just sent them to Portugal. That costs money. Could it be associated? So everybody wants to know why they're gone. Are we finding Portuguese stuff? Yeah. I don't, you know, Sorry to, to like take away the magic of TV, but something in my mind tells me that the uh, whole Portugal thing was filmed like after they were done for the whole season. Like, I don't know when they went, but I don't think it was in real time that they're doing the two. I don't things. know about that. I don't know. Honestly, you I, I think you with, might be incorrect there. Magic of TV making. You can. And, you know, you need to. I understand explaining a narrative so it makes sense, especially with all the moving pieces on the show. Like, I get it. You've got a story to tell, and we've got to put the pieces together for, you know, whoever missed last week and stuff like that. But I don't know. I It's hard to say because 
would Rick leave that close to the end of the season? I don't know. I, I what if, like, what if, like, in February of this year is when they went to Portugal or March? I mean, mm-hmm. and they just inserted into the you know same time period as here, and they just use footage of when of, with that Rick wasn't in. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's possible. I don't know. Did any? Do we have any Portuguese? listeners that can tell us if there's a rick sighting and when <laughs> how about gonna, a korean sighting i bet or, we do have listeners in portugal yeah so. well let's ask them if you know they've had any sightings yeah all right are we going are we going on to portugal ourselves now did we yeah i think so oh we exit the research center and i took this shot because well we all want to point out carmen Lake's sweet ride you have to admire uh, his style. I love that the blacksmith shows up in a Corvette. It's pretty sweet. Like mad props. That guy, he knows what's it's up. It's an older Corvette. It's like eighties or nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, what color do you like for a Corvette that, like that? Didn't you, you don't like a pink one, do you? Well, it depends on the pink. Oh. Like, do you remember that pink car we saw the other day? Not that color pink. Not Pepto pink. <laughs> that, that was Pepto pink. We saw a car that was completely Pepto pink. And I asked Deidre, I'm like, you think that's a Mary Kay? Uh, like, or what are they called? Yeah, Mary Kay car. Yeah. And, but, but we didn't think so. <laughs> like, it, no, it had like its own Instagram. And it, you're yeah. not getting a Chrysler 500 in Pepto pink and getting it from Mary Kay. Um, Anywho, anywho, let's move on to Portugal. Wait, to go, I think you go back one. I think you went too. Yep, there you go. There we go. So, Corian Mall just posted this image. Oak Island theorist and tour guide extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just posted this image on Facebook, and look at those happy faces. That must have been quite the trip. Man, quite the trip. I mean, look at Alex. He doesn't have a coat on. Neither is Doug. So it, it Rick might, maybe it wasn't that cold. I don't know. Let's see. I'm like, if Billy was there, some... he'd be wearing shorts. He'd probably be in a tank top, too. He probably <laughs> thinks it's like, you know, summer in the Bahamas or something. Yeah. Now, how that guy, you know, the day Steve was wearing 20 coats and Michael John was wearing a hoodie, I yeah. bet you Billy was in shorts and a tank top. I bet you there's just a wide scope on that day. Don't know. Hey, Chris Morford is in the chat. Hey, What's up, Chris? Chris. I wonder if Carmen uh, hand forges <laughs> own parts to uh, repair his vet. You know what? If you can't get it, just make it. <laughs> I bet he would. <laughs> right. But this That's is an nice. excellent picture by Corian, and I appreciate him sharing it with the world. Yep, it is lovely. And um, Peter looks happier than last time. He had seen carvings on a wall. Yeah. I mean, we didn't get the epic uh, Peter like, oh, face like we did last time they went to France. Nope, nope. I still want to know if they pick on him, though. Yeah, I bet they do. I hope they do. Okay, so here's where they go in Portugal. (laughs) Okay, how do you pronounce it? I don't know. And I took Spanish. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, Pava de De la Hazo. La 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 Hazo. All right. We're going with that. Yeah. Um, go to facebook.com slash Oak Island podcast. Watch, rewatch this if you're an audio only listener so you can see it because it's on the screen. We're going to mess up some and names. You could also, uh, may- maybe we should post all these images mm-hmm. separately. Yeah. What do you think? 
uh, we're going to have to do like a spoiler alert warning. Uh, sure. Yeah, but we could do that. All right. So, um, yes, we are now in Portugal. And we are at the Church of Fon... No, that's our Arcadia. Fontarcadia. That's all I got. Fontarcada. Fontarcada. I think. I think you sound like Corian. Good job. Yay. Um, so, yes, this is in Portugal, and mm -hmm. this is when they started... Uh, um, the adventure, you know, their big old field trip. Mm -hmm. So I, I was excited to see them go out here. Um, so we had Rick, Doug, Alex, and Peter. They met with Corey and Maul, like we uh -huh. uh, said, and he introduced him to a local expert named uh, Joa. 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 I don't. We, yeah, it was like Joe, but with an extra. So it was like Joa. 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 Yeah, well, he seemed uh, like an intelligent fellow. Oh, yeah, was, he definitely uh, seemed like he knew what was going on. Happy to get the knowledge he was laying down. Mm -hmm. um, and they go into this church, and this church is, um, this was, okay, start over. Um, Rewind. Back in 1126, Lady Teresa donated this land to the Knights Templar. Yes. Uh, and that's when they uh, got a foothold in Portugal. Yes. King Alfonso I invited the uh, Knights Templar to fight in the Crusades. At least that's what I got. That's that's what that's I got. That's what I took away notes. too. Um, they go into this church, right? And there is Templar carvings all over all the walls. Mm -hmm. And uh, their expert says, "We're not going to find um, things like written on paper and in books. You're going to be looking at symbols, things in the wall, iconography, uh, that type of stuff." So that's literally what they did. Yes. Looked at walls. And they did. They they looked at many walls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Rick says that in this church, they may find the earliest records of the Templar in Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, things that hadn't been destroyed yet, I guess. <clears throat> uh, Corian calls this church a very sacred place. Mm -hmm. And it seems like it. Like, I would love to go there. Like, mm -hmm. I would love to be standing this, in there. Isn't that so cool? It is beautiful in yeah. this building. I mean... Yeah, it's exquisite. I, I need to go. All right, so they are walking through, and Rick calls um, for the team to split up and search for you know recognizable symbols, at least to them, mm -hmm. on these walls. And so they get their flashlights out and they start moving about. Um, it was Corian and Doug, uh, and Doug with a uh, Joa. Yeah, and um, Rick, Peter, and Alex split up on their own side. Mm -hmm. And they were uh, taking some looks around. Yeah. And then what you're going to see next, if you're watching uh, visually here, is each of the screenshots was different symbols that yeah. they showed. So it's something you can kind of reference back to. A lot of them actually were familiar to me. <laughs> um, because, you know, we've worked on treasure hunts, one of them being with Egyptian hieroglyphs. Yeah. And actually... A, they're very similar to some Masonic symbology that you see. There's Al also alchemaic symbols yeah. that we've spent a lot of time with on other treasure hunts and definitely rings true here. Yeah. Can you all read Egyptian hieroglyphs? Yeah. We can. I mean, no big deal. I, I can't really, but I notice a lot. We know of how things. to, we know how to read them. <laughs> There's we an app for that. Uh, <laughs> Shh. Give away our secrets. This one kind of looks like a, a target. 
It actually looks like the symbol uh, that Steve uses on the maps to indicate a borehole. Mm. I don't know. It kind of looks like uh, what we'll talk about later, the symbol, the alchemic symbol for gold. Well, yeah. I mean, it does, it's but it doesn't have circle. the dot in the middle. And it's a circle in a circle. But they also talk about like mason marks or maker's marks. Yeah. And like were... you'd find on the bottom of China or you'd find them from the masons who built. Yeah. Here. Robert Clot where they went into an explanation of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, Joa says that the Templars were only foreigners. Like they came there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't like from there, so yeah, that's pretty interesting. Something I didn't know. Um, Alex then uh, has an exclamation point kind of go above his head. He's like, Ah, oh, found something, yeah, and, ding ding ding. And he calls everybody over, yeah. And he says that this is definitely on the 90 foot stone, and that gets my attention because I freaking love the 90 foot stone, yeah. And Doug's, Doug's a fan as well oh, yeah. so here's alex pointing at the wall and peter holding the light <laughs> no good teeth teamwork involved teamwork makes the dream work yeah so look at peter's face in this image he looks so much happier looking at these this, this is carvings. a before like you need a before and after but you know what you know what's great about this hmm. um this wasn't a prison so the people carving <laughs> on the walls had tools so no, what's something. great about this? It's not a prison. <laughs> it's a I church. would just like to make sure everybody caught that. Yeah, but look at him. He mm -hmm. he's, he knows he's in a safer place, you know? I get it. He well, they weren't going to kidnap him in the prison and lock him up and use his teeth. I know, but who knows what comes around what corner when you're over in a Templar prison rather I than mean, a Templar church. I mean, it could church. be haunted. So they, mean... they had tools to carve these things. Oh, got it. That's where you're trying to get So... To. Rest easy, Peter Fernetti. Rest easy. He looks like he will sleep well. Yeah. Um, so they do look at this symbol, and it looks like um, it's slanted a little uh -huh. bit, and that kind of mimics the uh, what's on the 90-foot stone. Uh, you know, we don't know exactly what was on the 90-foot stone, uh -huh. but their best, uh, what, what is this, um, reproduction? Yeah. Um, has a symbol that looks kind of like the letter I that extends like the... I comes out of both ends a little bit mm -hmm. and um, and it's slanted a little bit. You know, it's got a mm -hmm. little bit of a uh, acute angle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I concur with that. Yeah. And so could it be? Asks Robert Clotworthy, I'm sure. Sure, it could be. Mm -hmm. It could be very close. And that was exciting to see because, hey, it is very much it like gives, what we think yeah. is on the 90 foot stone. And it gives you potentially another way to translate the 90 foot stone right maybe not necessarily a language or but with symbolic meanings yeah but yeah that was definitely i didn't expect that to come up when they were looking at symbols yeah so didn't doug suggest that they should look for a maker's mark on the 90 foot stone i think that's what he said at one point yeah that maybe what they're looking at on here you know could there be a maker's mark on but, yeah, the but records or, you know, one of, or maybe just one of those symbols is the maker's mark. Maybe uh -huh. that was the maker's mark. Maybe that's that. Whoever did that carving made the 90 foot stone. It's possible, I guess. I mean, at this point. It could be. Could it be? I mean, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. All right. So, um, Corian wants to go back outside to check uh, the outside of the building. And he does show, he shows him this cross um, mm -hmm. that's on the exterior of the building. 
And um, it's got on the, like, if you're looking at it straight on, on the left side, there is a sun. Mm-hmm. And on the right, there's a crescent moon. Yes. And um, right in the middle, right in the center of this cross is a circle with a tiny circle in the middle, a dot. With a dot. And we know that means gold. As far as in alchemic uh, symbology, yes. And it also means urine. Doesn't it mean, I thought, doesn't it mean sun too? It means uh, sun or Ra in so, Egyptian hieroglyphs. So if you were putting money on it, would you say gold, uh, sun, or urine? I'm going urine. At a church? I don't Why think not? So. I mean, maybe maybe they're it's telling them to aim here, and then no, no. Uh, so <laughs> on the left, we have we already have the sun, so right. it's probably not sun. Uh huh. And then we have a crescent moon, and it's probably not urine, so it's probably gold. Probably deductive reasoning would say, but you know, there's probably a lot more um, meanings behind that symbol. So uh-huh. who the heck knows? Um, I mean, someone does clearly someone that made this at one time. Yes, for sure. All right. So um, they, they go into a little bit deeper with this circle because um, Doug asked uh, Joa if he had seen the HO stone from Oak Island. Yes. And um, they do a little recap about the HO stone and how it was blown up and all that to was look left. underneath it. Yeah. That's, isn't that sad? Is it is so sad. <sighs> and sad. then at least there's this piece that was photographed. I forgot that it was literally a puzzle piece to many. Yeah. Which is really, because watch, it's the legend. It's like the key to uncracking the code. It's the key on Steve's map so I can read the rest of the money pit map. They, but they blew it up. H-O go boom. H-O go boom. And mm. I always joke that this could actually just mean hydrogen, oxygen, and it's actually water. Mm. This is a water stone. You need two O's for that. Oh, there is an O within the O. <sighs> boom. Goes the dynamite. Yeah. All right. Um, Doug asks. Which uh, is actually what happened to this. Stone. <laughs> yes, boom, went the dynamite on the stone. All right, so Doug asked Joa about the HSO and if it could be Portuguese. Uh-huh. And uh, Joa said that he says it, it definitely could be European. Uh-huh. Uh, Corian says that the same symbol was over the Templar headquarters in Tomar. And so they're headed to Tomar. So guess what? Another place on the map we got to go. So is it a field trip within a field trip? Oh, there's like... Four field trips within. Wait this. a second. Is this like nesting dolls of field trips? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's pretty. Yes. Epic. That is pretty. This sweet. is an actual adventure. Yeah. This is okay. This so is literally following the dots. <laughs> this is, you know, the Indiana Jones graphic. And then you see the plane like fly over to their next location. That's what's happening here. I kind of wish they would have done that. Mm. And, you know, yesterday I saw on, um, just a random Facebook post that had a picture of the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. And it said on this day, 80 years ago um, or 85 years ago, a bumbling ar- uh, archeologist almost gave, uh, uh, gave up the uh, Ark of the Covenant to the third Reich. Mm. And uh, only, um, I-, I don't know. It was like a, a meme mm-hmm. b- about Indiana Jones being a bumbling ar- archeologist that almost gave it away. And then, uh, 
the all the people died except for two witnesses being Indiana Jones. Mm. You have to see it. You have to be there, I guess. Uh, clearly, because right. <laughs> I'm not getting anything out of this. But you're not picking up what I'm putting down. They get done looking outside. Yep. And they ambulate on out there. Mm-hmm. This is where Corian took that picture, huh? Yeah, because I can see the entryway there. Yeah. And that's got like a beautiful stuff. Something. All right, so Tomar. Hi ho, hi tomorrow, ho. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Go. All right, so we are in Tomar. Uh, Corian brought the team uh, to the Templar city of Tomar. It's a city of seven hills. Uh-huh. Um, it's a Templar city. Yeah. So John the Baptist, right? Uh-huh. He's the patron saint of the Knights Templar, and there's a statue of him right smack in the middle of the square. Which is really what they're there to see. Yep, because directly below that is the Templar cross. They were. Uh, teased about with uh from corian hey mm-hmm. corian's like hey i'm gonna show you this uh this cool thing let's go on another field trip yeah and he brought I him mean, to the spot why not all right so joa's last name is fiandrio oh that's embarrassing sorry joa <laughs> but we appreciate you we do because you dropped some knowledge on us so we are always appreciative of that mm-hmm. all right uh so we're looking at the symbology on this particular statue and around them. Yeah, but we do get a kind of like a little bit of a recap backstory from Clotworthy um, discussing about, you know, in 1307, mm-hmm. the Friday the 13th, um, we had the Knights Templar uh, kind of massacred. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they then moved, you know, the re- some fleet to Portugal Sc- and some to Scotland. And to Scotland, that's right. Yeah, that's the baronet mm-hmm. people right and then those people got pushed away and the portuguese became the order of christ mm-hmm. they rebranded if you will yeah the king of portugal i guess his name was dennis because <laughs> that <laughs> blew my mind yeah he, he, he like who dennis well what's that's i mean if name. you're gonna be king but i just i've never heard of like I have a cousin. All I think of is Dennis the Menace. I have a cousin named Dennis. It's fine. He's cool. I believe you, but I just wasn't ever like King Dennis. Well, never you know came what? up in my uh, research. Isn't that sad that you think of Dennis the Menace and this guy's helping out the uh, these Templars I and know. forming the Order of Christ? He probably did some bad stuff too. How do you know? I don't Man, know. What a thing to say with like nothing to back it up with. <laughs> I will work on that. Nah, it's all right. I'll, I'll work on King Dennis if that's what you need. <laughs> so King Dennis, he changed. He he's the one who suggested the name change uh-huh. and changing the symbol of the Knights Templar in right. order to protect them. Uh-huh. Uh, Rick wanted to know. Um, he, he was curious about the shape of the cross of the Orders of Christ uh-huh. because we have um, they show. Okay, two things. They show the Templar cross. On that statue. Yeah. And then we have um, the actual Order of Christ cross, which is elongated on one side. Mm -hmm. And Rick wanted to know if the shape of the Order of the Cross, Order of Christ symbol may have been what Nolan Cross was modeled after. Mm -hmm. And this is, I mean, this is when Corian was explaining to him that they rebranded, right? Yeah. So that's why you originally, like, you see on those. I want to say flags. The sails on the ships as they go across are the shorter, not the elongated cross. Yeah. But as, you know, basically they went into hiding and rebranded themselves, 
made them look a little different. This is more or less what you come up with big rebrand and all yeah but it's like it's not that different it's not but they can claim it to be yeah they're like no no we're not them no 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 we're they're not for them. those other guys look this one's longer yeah well joy and corian both thought that yeah that is possible um that nolan's cross could have been kind of modeled after this symbol mm -hmm. because um, if mm -hmm. that was the order that did it in that time frame, then it would make sense that it would be these lengths instead of the shorter symmetrical cross. Yeah. Right. For sure. And we see that symbology around in that, in the square, we see the equal sided cross on the statue, but across the Templar town city <laughs> of seven Hills, <laughs> you also, you see this elongated cross everywhere which was fascinating. Yeah, very cool. And then uh, we do get a kind of... Like a nice side-by-side -side showing Nolan's cross and the newly rebranded elongated cross of... The former uh, Knights Templar, the mm -hmm. Order of Christ. Which, bada-bing, bada-boom. Yep. Beautiful city. Yeah, it is... It is uh, Quite lovely. Then we go to our third location. So get out your map and your get out your map and your, your dotted lines again. Yep. Time to go to the next. All location. right. Can you pronounce this one? Nope. Alcu Alcu Idayo da Sera. Oh, that's as good as it's getting. <laughs> if she's not even gonna try, I'm gonna at least try. Um, I don't care if I make a fool of myself. I've so, already proven that many times over, have I not? Yeah. Uh, the third location is some is a pretty big deal. Like Corian's like, I need to show you something. Yeah, like guys. So this is where we get talking about the Stone Road. I love that Corian and like his two experts are already up there. <laughs> it's like they give the other guys, hey, meet me at these coordinates, <laughs> and just you'll know where to go. And they show up. They're like, I feel like I should follow this road. Follow the cobble brick road. Follow the cobble brick road. Follow, follow, follow. Be follow, careful, follow, guys. Follow the cobble. Someone's going to break an ankle on this road. Follow but the cobble brick road. If you don't know what you're walking into with this, can you imagine pulling up and you're like, um, I have one of those? I don't know. To me, that looks like it's just fine and dandy for like a, a mule or a horse or something pulling a wagon over. Mm -hmm. I don't. I mean, those kind of look like wagon tracks right there. Yeah, and it was probably packed in a little bit with like, uh, you know, dirt. And well, whatnot. you're going to have softer materials, right? That would have washed away at this yeah. point, right? Your mortar. Well, it. and the guy um, George, mm -hmm. um, that he's he's one that's excavating the site and mm -hmm. kind of repairing it and everything. So you know, he's had a lot more time to work on this than mm -hmm. the Oak Island people have. And <clears throat> I mean, over that year when they pulled back the road in the swamp i mean they have it looking like it's pretty close yeah this and but they only had a short section yeah and, and then they had this them all one is ridiculously <laughs> long yeah like so we're looking at an overhead shot of it and you know corian and the experts are up yonder yeah but it's an epic shot it's, i mean and they talk about how like the level grade of it and how it's 
like at the same angle all the way going up just like this gradual smooth yeah. incline yep like look at the perfect curves and the straight lines mm -hmm. on either side they knew what they were doing it's just but yeah because they'd seen it before yeah so they're at the third location in portugal to see this stone road um Rick thinks it, the road is beautiful, and I'd have to agree. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a clot-worthy flashback uh, discussing uh, Terry Duvo mm -hmm. um, hanging out uh, at Oak Island and talking about a possible Portuguese connection as far as the Stone Road goes. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, I guess he was right, because literally that's what we see. Mm -hmm. And then um, when Rick, uh, Peter, Alex, and Doug finally meet up with Corian mm -hmm. uh, and Joa, they are introduced to George. Mm -hmm. uh, he's an archaeologist who's been working on this for quite some time. Um, his, Clearly. What's his last name? George. Uh, Don't. It, I think Figueredo. it's just one. Figueredo. There you go. Figueredo. I bet you for that's right. For a guy that can't even say Chipotle... Or, or tortilla. Oh, that's See, it. I I know. This is... I'm shocked that what, you want to try this. What's wrong with tortilla? Exactly. <laughs> All right. And there's Joa, Joa again. Mm -hmm. Templar historian extraordinaire. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, yeah. And Rick says when he's walking across this road, that looks very similar to what they've got on Oak Island. Mm -hmm. Corian says that he's happy to see this show get on the road <laughs> <laughs> nice fun gorian we loved it we loved it um george is uh the person like we mentioned excavating and restoring the stone road mm -hmm. uh, rick asks what the layers of the stone road were made out of mm -hmm. and they were told you know there is wood on the bottom yeah there's very large stones beneath and then smaller stones on top and mm -hmm. i'm thinking to myself huh we've heard that before somewhere right and well, they're saying there's big, like big pieces on the bottom, right? Yeah. And then they give us a really wonderful side shot of the road where you can kind of see the mortar and what's kind of built up in between. Mm -hmm. Well, like in our stone road, we had all those bark chips, like the wood chips that were laid down as a mat. And then for underneath, that's why they keep asking, well, if you would put this in a more swampy environment, would you do something like that? It's like, oh yeah, but this is clearly old. We're talking Roman. Well, yeah, two thousand years, right? Right. Uh, but the difference uh, at Oak Island, there was cribbing, mm -hmm. a bunch of cribbing underneath the stone road too. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if that's the case here, but he did say wood, so don't know what kind. If it was uh, more yeah. cribbing or kind of chippage, or maybe both. Well, and the point that they really drive home being that. Whoever was here, mm -hmm. let's say uh, the Knights Templar and their rebrand, saw this. They saw right? this. So they've been like, and they would have known how to do this. Yes. And then they would have had the skills, right, to be able and be able to take this knowledge and then build somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Because clearly the example is here. What we call growing up as the go by right the go by is the picture of the puzzle <laughs> you're doing or the example of something you're trying to recreate it, this is the go by and you've learned how to do it like when we get furniture and i just look at the picture and i'm like okay i know how that goes together mm -hmm. without it, doing the proper but at least you have you 
I hope you had a go by, which was a picture of it. Usually my uh, go by is the picture and then you for help. I know when I'm like, <laughs> put this in backwards. You wouldn't be a very good Mason. Probably not. Hey, so Alex, um, he did ask, you know, because like what you were already kind of briefly mm -hmm. touching on, if these kinds of roads were modeled elsewhere mm -hmm. and they confirmed that this style was copied. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Templar has seen it. They can replicate it anywhere and they know it's a sturdy road. It's already lasted a thousand years by the time they got to it. Mm -hmm. So right on. Um, and it's, it's a it, blueprint. Well, and it, you don't have to have a lot of like machines to make this thing. Like you'd have to have manpower. I will say, unless you mean people manpower, but like if you're coming over to Oak Island mm -hmm. and all you have is a bunch of rocks and wood and you don't have like anything, any kind of a uh, indus industrial, anything mm -hmm. or you know any kind of like ways of making it uh any more uh modern or whatever mm -hmm. for the time you're gonna do with what you have and what you see and what you know mm -hmm. so. i mean that makes and there's clearly a lot of rocks on one side of the island um i also the side-by-side -side picture that they show of the road in portugal and Oak Island. Oak Island is like, yeah, you really just drove the point home. Yeah. If they would have cropped this down a little bit more mm -hmm. and not put any label on it and just said, all right, now, which one's which? I probably couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Like if you cropped it down to get rid of the outside environment and, you know, you're just anybody. Yeah. That would be really hard to tell. So the road in Portugal is way more defined, like as far as the sides go and everything. Um because it's been worked on and restored and whatnot. Oak Island was just uncovered. Yeah. And, you know. In the swamp. In a swamp. And just discovered, I'm guessing, with a smaller team and definitely less time. Yeah. And then it all stopped. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Sorry. Yeah. And then they, uh, so, let's see. There was a second site that they went to and it was um, like more like a stone pathway. And we're like, Oh, well we've seen that before too. The, so they go further up. Right. Yeah. And they are, they seem really excited to show this Oh yeah, to them. And yeah, what we've seen as, as what we know as more like the stone pathway, which has been uncovered on Oak Island that goes up towards the Nolan property there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Aaron and Miriam last year were kind of chasing after it. Right. You know, cause they were, running out of time yeah well we found what seems to be a continuation of that off the stone road early in the season and steve had come in and projected it, the map you know because he doesn't have opinions he has facts and if you project that it's towards the money pit what did i say at that time hey why don't we follow steve's projection to the green area well, guess what? They did, remember? They had Peter and... Uh, Why no, didn't we do it sooner? They had Alex and David Fernetti, who was. And they were out there doing some scans, mm -hmm. and they confirmed that what it looks like, it's still going. Well, and then they scanned over on... Was it on Lot 8 when they did the digging yeah. where I don't the think, magnetometer hit was? Did they do scans? Maybe Well, remember didn't. when Paul went out there, and they oh, yeah, did... Yeah scans yeah. and it seemed like that depressed area looked very much like some of this stonework yeah 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 so what they're seeing Anywho. in portugal here um it looked strikingly similar 
um, to what has the been stone yeah, path. The, the stone pathway, because that was way less defined on uh, in on Oak Island than mm-hmm. that what they have on in Portugal. But I mean, more crude kind of. Yeah, but you need a road, and then you need pathways to get to the road. So I mean, right. that that just makes total sense to me. I kind of think of it as like whether you're putting down concrete, asphalt, or gravel roads. Yeah. Right. So what kind of driveway do you have? Do you have the crushed? thick gravel do you have pebbled do you have the nice smooth asphalt or do you have concrete right here this the stone pathway this is like a a gravel road sure right mm-hmm. and then the one that's going to take the most abuse because or else you're gonna have to regravel it all the time is going to be your road or more like your concrete or asphalt sure yep more permanent i feel you Yep. Less less potholes than we see around our area. Yeah, these roads have lasted a lot longer than the roads down the street. Yep. <laughs> Same. Uh, Clotworthy does do a recap of the finds of the stone pathway and cargo barrels found on the island on the pathway. <clears throat> um, Rick says that you can take photos from each side and you wouldn't know which is which. Like I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. you cut away some of this stuff and you ask me which one's Portugal and which one's Oak Island, especially the stone road. Yeah. It'd be hard to be able to tell. Um, Doug shows George what they found on Oak Island and, uh, things dating to 1500. Mm -hmm. Uh, George suggests that the two could be similar. Definitely. I, I'm looking at the overhead, uh, the stone gravel road, if you will. Sure. It's really long. It's pretty long. Maybe like long enough to get to the, uh, money pit. Yeah, I mean, sure, could Uh be, absolutely. Um, Rick uh, says that they are making progress in Portugal, and uh, his key question is why? And um, everyone's like, yeah, that's everybody's question. It's always (laughs) why. Yeah, but uh, he did did thank uh, George and Joa for their time, Uh and uh, that was kind of Yeah, they... You know, kind of went to the bottom of back yeah. down, right? Yeah, but it's kind of like to be continued because we know they're coming back, right? Or they're not leaving uh, the um, Portugal quite yet. No, not quite yet. And they're like, "Hey, you want to come to Oak Island?" Yeah. And he's like, "Heck yes, I do." Heck yeah. And they're probably thinking, "You're gonna want a couple extra coats." <laughs> Steve isn't gonna lend you any of his. Steve, Steve has a monopoly of coats. Okay, that's the question. How how much weight is his coats? It doesn't matter. If he's traveling with them, he just puts them all on and it, he doesn't even have to pack them into his carry-on. <laughs> he could use one of those um, like <laughs> vacuum compression machines for all his coats. While and then he it? no, he just puts <laughs> it like in his carry-on and it like shrinks down because it's all puffy, and then he gets there and Opens it up and it goes poof and they like go everywhere. They went way much. Speaking of next time on the Curse of Oak Island, we have uh Gary and um Steve Steve and Marty doing some work out what looks like a lot eight once again. Yes, lot eight. Um, but actually, weren't they talking about the money pit? Like, wasn't that what Steve was talking about? He's because he said, um, they're gonna take their shot and this is their best shot. 
Yeah, but it looks like him and Gary are. Yeah, but they're talking standing in the middle of one of the lots. Yeah, of lot eight, because the next shot we see like, well, besides that they're going back to Portugal, but you see Marty, Steve, and Gary yeah. all standing together. Yeah, but I think Steve was talking about the money pit though. So you think this was a bait and switch? Yeah, probably. Steve has been known to be in more than one place on uh, a Does given he have episode. a twin? No, he wants one, though. He wants a clone. <laughs> so not a twin, just a clone? I think I'm a clone now. Oh, There's always Lord. two of me just no, to hang in His around. quote was when he's standing in the middle of the woods and Marty and them are digging, they're like, find a hatch. And they're like, hey, how about I find some more road? And that's a happy Marty. That is a really happy Marty. He's having fun on his like uh, big uh, backhoe toy. Yeah, he he sends Big Brother away, mm -hmm. and he says he's gonna go drill all over his island, mm -hmm. and he's like, <laughs> he's holding it to him. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, but then we have him so happy here, and uh, I'm thinking to myself, poor Scott, he doesn't even know that Marty's having all this fun, and then he's gonna have to go back and fill up all of his holes later I on. I know! Scott <laughs> always has to go back in and fill the holes! It's like hurting cats, and then like filling in dog holes, you know, <laughs> everywhere. I put a bone in there. Yeah. That's for later. Alright, so we want to go back to the, the Templar stuff. Alright, so we do have a, a, a overhead view of like the, is this the capital? The Templar capital? Is that what they said? Uh, yeah, something like that. It's on top of one of the seven hills, I think. <laughs> no, I think this is a different area. But oh. Corian said that uh, he shows Rick, Doug, Alex, and Peter the holiest of holies of oh, the Templars right. in uh, Portugal. And um, we see inside this like grand church and it is covered stunning. in frescoes. Just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Interestingly enough, when you see the image and you look up, there's that elongated cross, dead center, <laughs> you know. Whoop, there it is. There it is. <laughs> and then you look straight ahead, there's another one, in addition to all the saints that are above them in the frescoes. Oh, my gosh. That's above, so below. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's... Uh, Let's get past the happy Marty. Mm -hmm. And then we see um, good old, his son, his, uh, his offspring, Alex Lagina, looking straight up at a hole in the ceiling. Huh. That's intense. It's pretty cool. I, when I first saw that shot, I was like, is this what Gary thought? Like looking out of that well, <laughs> when he had the uh, yellow helmet on, he's like, let's go exploring. <laughs> yeah. And it kept filling in. No, that's a, like a staircase. Case thing. I well, mean, they're standing inside of it. Okay, what they say is there's nine platforms at the holies, holiest of holies, and mm -hmm. Rick says, "Well, that is exactly like the Money Pit story. How mm -hmm. they had the nine levels that the um, the three boys uh, or dudes, because I think they were, yeah, you know, young they, adults. They're, they're they're young boys to probably uh, you know Rick and um, uh, Dan Blankenship and whatnot, but maybe like, Dan Hensky, yeah. Dan Hensky, but they were like just you know." adult dudes yeah. except for maybe um they're was, probably all like scott's age or no, i think one of them was like 17 or something i don't remember sure. but the story was you know they went down 
nine platforms separated by 10 feet because mm -hmm. they got down to the eventually the 90 foot stone and that's where they kind of you know where, where they found the know. 90 foot stone right and i'd be like looking for some symbols please yeah so it's just pretty cool how this kind of correlates with that mm -hmm. well and we think about the presentation by uh scott clark yeah and the nine layers and how it was like what was it like a ritual and had to do with the Ark of the Covenant, all that? Well, you know, there's something, there's something here. You know, there's something. You know. All right. Well, that that's was, it. That was a ton of fun. Thank you oh. so much for every, um, for joining us. Um, what else we got? Mm. We'll be back next week on Monday, mm -hmm. uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern for Oak Island pregame over on Facebook.com slash Oak Island Podcast and also on YouTube.com slash Oak Island Podcast. Yep. Uh, also, also on Twitch yep. at Oak Island Podcast. Exactly. Weird. On Oak Island Podcast? Say you can what? tweet at us if you want. Um, that's uh, Twitter.com slash Oak Island Podcast. Yep. Or, sorry, Twitter.com slash Oak Island Pod. Yeah. So get it right. They can email us at oakislandpodcast.com. Yeah. Uh, we have a website. We do. Guess what? It's oakislandpodcast.com. All of our sweet swag and merch is on there. Mm -hmm. You can listen to episodes on there. Uh, <laughs> it needs to be updated. We got, a, we got a voicemail tonight. Oh. Do you want to hear it? I don't know. Maybe you should play it at pregame. No. Nah, I want to play it right now. Oh, dear. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's see. I don't know how to make it speaker. Let's try. Hi, guys. Jeff Signary here. I got your phone number from a friend, Marty. He said you were going to lose your line if I didn't call. So with just a few weeks left and still more questions than answers, I thought I'd risk some big bucks and violate my NDA. It's time to answer the who, what, when, where, why, and how. Who? Dustin and Deidre. What could it be an Oak Island podcast? When? Pre-game one hour before each episode. Recap a couple hours later. Where? Facebook and YouTube. Why? Because they love us. How? Support them on Patreon if you love them too. Looking forward to season 10, episode one, kicking the can down the road. <laughs> I think you're doing a great job. Keep pulling for me. Love you all. Goodbye. <laughs> Jeff leaves the best voicemails. He really thinks kicking the can down the road. Jeff, that was pretty epic, man. I can't, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Break my NDA. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jeff, that was hilarious. Um, oh, thank wow. you, Jeff. I, I needed that. That was good. And he, um, he promoted us there. Thank you I so know. much. Yeah. Thanks. You could, uh, uh, you know, be sure to come if you haven't ever come check us out on Monday or sorry on Tuesdays. Yeah, Mondays uh, will be a real bust. An hour before uh, the show starts. Mm -hmm. you, you you won't be disappointed. Everybody has a great time. We have like dozens and dozens of people come in the chat just chilling and you know just talking about all sorts Getting of Getting excited fun, for the next show. Fun things. Yeah, we just we love it. And we love our our people like Jeff. Thank you yes. so much, Jeff. Um you know uh he said the why because we love you it's like mickey mouse oh m-i-c-c real soon k-u-i why because we love you yep 
M O U S E. All right. Is there anything else? I. Hey, if you want to, don't be, think so. if you want to be cool like Jeff, you can give us a phone call and leave us a voicemail. Um, 360-836-4549. And Jeff just saved our phone number because I got an email because we, you know, we, we it haven't gotten any phone calls time. lately. Yeah. And it said, Hey, you need to use this line or we're going to give it to somebody else. <laughs> can you imagine if someone else got our line and then they started getting like random calls for like Oak Island podcast like that from Jeff, they'd be like, what the heck? It would have been pretty sweet, actually. It would have been pretty funny. All right. Uh, two more things. Um, OakIslandPodcast.com. Mm-hmm. I already or, said it. Oh, I missed it. And did you say Patreon? No, but Page- Jeff did. He did. Patreon.com slash Oak Island Podcast. And you can support us there if you'd like. And I think that's it. All right. Well. Did you give the email address? I think we did. Yes. Right? Okay, good. I, I think we're good. We were there for all that. Until next time, could it be?